Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Social Sit Down Podcast. I'm your host Sean Thomas. We're on episode number nine. I'm a little bit late with this episode because I'm still in a little bit of a funk that I've been in for the past couple of months. And to be honest with you, I, I can't. I uh I've tried looking at stuff on YouTube as far as, uh, what you call it, the chanting or the, what is it, the meditation stuff. That hasn't really done too much of anything. I've got a buttload of books. Um, put a thing on, on uh, Instagram the other day talking about how I'm illiterate. Illiterate is spelled A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-E Illiterate Having the ability to read but just not doing so And it's a struggle It's a fight for me to open up books and read them And my biggest thing with that is How the hell is a book going to tell me about me? Um, By the time September the 2nd hits this year I would have been on this planet for 43 years, so 43 years of me living with myself versus some punk-ass book or some punk-ass meditation trying to teach me about me that doesn't add up in my mind. It doesn't, it doesn't register, it doesn't hit any notes, and I'm trying to do everything within my Within my own strength to fix myself because this version of me is a terrible version of me and it needs to get better uh, the issue comes in that of course like I said 43rd birthday is coming up right around the corner and this is who I am right now so how much of this crap is 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 honestly fixable. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, therapy, of course, is not working. Uh, tried to switch therapists today, actually, but there was two hurricanes in the Gulf. <laughs> so, that got shut down. So, I have to go see this new person. Uh, shit, who knows? Who knows, and not only who knows when I'm gonna be able to see this person, but who knows if this person is is the person to help. What I do know is I'm not using my my medical insurance for this crap anymore. So if this person is the one that just doesn't work, oh well, too bad, so sad. I washed my hands of doing this crap for 20 years. I only started doing this because it's not so much of a dare. But a family friend asked me to go and get checked out way, way back in 1999. She said she saw some things in me that seemed kind of off and that I needed to get checked for uh, a mental evaluation. So I went, got checked out, diagnosed with clinical depression back in the fall of 1999. 
Um, ever since then, I've been doing bullcrap doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists. I've tried medications. I've done this. I've done that. And if it's not coming through clearly as a bell through this microphone, none of this stuff has worked. None of it. I've tried diets. I've tried religion. Uh, talk to you about the meditation. But, nah, man. Nothing is really stuck. Nothing is really held fast. Um, but I keep waking up every day. I keep waking up every day, even though many of those days are really, really, really good God, I don't want to. But if I'm up, if I'm awake, if I am among, if I am amongst the living, then I have to be productive. And in order for me to be productive, I have to be the best version of myself. And for about 25, 30 years, I just have not been the best version of myself. And I know it comes across to everybody who meets me. And it's weird because buried deep beneath all of this anger and hatred and whatever else you want to call it is a very caring spirit because I'm always trying to help in my own personal way. It may not come across the best all the time, but I'm always trying to help people. Um, mostly young people. I got into the job that I have now as a coach way back in, well, unofficially in 2008. Well, excuse me, that was wrong. Officially back in 2008, unofficially back in like 2003, 2004. Uh, just hanging out with the neighborhood kids talking to them, playing football with them, have them try to open their eyes to something bigger than that little strip of land down there in the back of Harvey. Letting them know that life is bigger, not only bigger than that strip of land, but bigger than the city of New Orleans, period. And you could you could do way more, way more important things than what you are being taught in school, what you're being taught in this neighborhood and what you think exists in your limited mind. Um, trying to teach, oddly enough, trying to teach self-love to young men who didn't think too highly of themselves because of whatever stigma was put on them. I believe one of them had... Theo Huxable had this, man. He was dyslexic. He was dyslexic. The little dude was dyslexic. And he even told me, you know, Mr. Thomas, please don't make fun of me. I'm, I'm a little bit dyslexic. I'm like, man, that's, that's nothing to be made fun of, man. It's just you think differently. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're dumb. It just means you think differently. And... Good amount of people with dyslexia have very high IQ, so that 
could be a point in time where you're actually smarter than the people teaching you. And you should have seen the way this dude's face lit up when I told him that. It's like, bro, you're not stupid. You're not dumb. I don't know what stigma they gave you when they told you you had dyslexia, but uh, that's not it, man. And from there, bro, I've just been everywhere I've gone, from playground to playground, from school to school. I may, I have no idea how good I am at this this coaching thing because I haven't really been the metal hasn't really been tested uh, as of yet. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, in two thousand twenty one. Once we're allowed to start playing again, no matter if I'm here in Louisiana or if I get the chance to go back to Texas, which 9.9 times out of 10 is going to happen. I hope I get to prove that to myself one day. That not only am I a caring person, but I am uh, something I've devoted my entire life to since I was about 15 years old. That I'm actually good at. And I haven't wasted any time. And I haven't wasted opportunities. You know? Because living a life with regret can also cause depression. It can also cause anger. And that is something I <laughs> I am personally also um, well versed in. Over the past month... BT has been chronicling the life of Percy Miller, a.k.a. Master P, and his company, No Limit, and his personal life and the stuff he's gone experience since trying to put that record label together and just doing everything he possibly can with the life that he was given and seeing how his highs have been, how his lows have been. And for me... I got to watch the documentary a little bit differently because, like I said, to start this podcast, a very close friend of mine who I consider a cousin had a brother who rapped for No Limit Records. So, for about a year, maybe two, I had the opportunity to... 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 I don't know what's the what's the expression. I guess to be a fly on the wall, they were always working, man. So the the main thing I got to do was I got to had could have gone to concerts, could have gone to backstage events, I could have gone to and all kind of stuff. The only thing I couldn't do was go to the studio because if you saw the documentary, they were working all the time and the two people i got to see the most were his brother uh mckinley phipps jr and his brother's close friend c murder Corey miller um and they would stop by the dorm <laughs> man two three o'clock in the morning it was nothing to see mac and c murder just pop up looking for my cousin and the reason my stupid ass was up because instead of going to classes, I was playing spades in the lobby, eating, putting like a dollar or two in on some 
overpriced Papa John's pizza before it got problematic to eat Papa John's pizza. Um, I've gone to Max's house before. I've met the family. Uh, talented, talented family. I believe every every one of his siblings is in, in the music industry in some way, shape, or form or fashion. Um, I got to meet, I want to say, pretty much all of them when they used to go to the wreck. If you went to LSU from like 97 to probably 2002, 2003, you got to see just about everybody who used to ever rap for No Limit or visit the, the production studios. Came through the wreck, including Snoop. was a cool dude. Then is a real, cool as hell. Um... But it's just a it's a it's a slice of my regret, man, because I never went to any of those concerts. I used to live vicariously through my cousin. I didn't go to any of those concerts. I didn't get to see some of the stuff he saw. I didn't get to experience life at that level. Um, and that was just, I mean, it was a habit. It was a trend. Uh, I worked for LSU football for four years, and I didn't really take full advantage of that. Again, being too timid with life, just like being risk averse. And I missed out on the stupid things life has to offer you that, that adds to your story as a human being. I've missed out on the good things that life has to offer you that adds value to your life as a human being and you know work progression stuff like that uh, and uh you know as hard as it is to talk about it I talk about it because you know on the off chance I got somebody listening to this podcast it's like man I it sounds like a, it could be something very bad for me. If you know, if you don't think you're gonna end up dead, dead, which is kind of weird thinking about what happened with no, the, some of the people in No Limit. If you don't think you're gonna end up dead, man, go for it. Go live your life. Don't think about the consequences. Calculate the consequences. But if the consequences aren't death or jail, man, go for it. I say do it. It's like with this new song, uh, WAP. Never, I haven't seen the video yet. I've heard the song. Um, I don't get the controversy. I don't get the controversy because the people that's talking about the song grew up listening to NWA. Uh, Luke Skywalker and the Two Live Crew. So people went to something they called a freak nick, which if you don't know what freak nick is, go to Google, go to image search, and enjoy seeing your mama, your uncle, your daddies, your aunties, and all of them half naked on some stranger's car doing who knows what, having a good time. These people today are now teachers, they're lawyers, they're doctors. The world didn't blow up in flames. Well, it's kind of stupid to say that in 2020, but before 2020, the world didn't wind up in flames. 
you got presidents, you got lawyers, you got you got all kind of respectable people. So this new WAP video slash song is not gonna turn the world into some heinous, awful whatever people are saying. It's just something that's it's new, it's different, it's out there. And I say you gotta let these young people make their mistakes, have their fun. And this is something that they'll grow from. Good 10, 15 years from now, just like we did. You know, stuff we thought were fun, that's problematic now. So let them have their fun. And if they find it to be problematic in another 10, 15 years, hell, that's their life. That's their, that is their, part of their growth, man. I think a lot of people yell at the goddamn sky because they don't want people to grow. They want people to go from 10 to 35 in a matter of days. And they don't want them to make any kind of mistakes. They don't want to have any life experience. You got to where you got to to be as pompous as you are for the people that's criticizing this song in this video. You got to where you are from the life that you live. I understand that you want to stop people from making huge tragic mistakes like you know taking out all of your student loan and <laughs> having to pay back five six figure student loans but a music video nah bro we've all had our problematic music videos we've all done problematic things all that clubs even me yeah even Mr. Risk Averse me again that might be something for next week uh, but yeah, that's, I think I'm going to wind it down there. To those who are listening right now, I appreciate it. I really do. And if you are in a situation like I'm in and you're fighting for your sanity, uh, I hope that you can find it because it's not fun living this life it's not fun trying to fight for sanity it's not fun when you are dealing with either generational curses chemical imbalances regret dysfunction and a lack of hope um, it's not a great way to live so if you're walking in similar footsteps then I pray that the universe sends you relief soon just like I'm hoping for myself to get some relief very soon um, also, man, take some risks, live your life, get in trouble, not serious trouble, like the feds knocking on your door or you not waking up in the morning, but I have a story, man, I have a bad story, I have three bad stories, man, go live your life. Yeah, 
miss it. Thank you once again for listening. This is episode nine. Take care of yourself. If you're living in the area that I live in, please be careful with all this freaking, I don't know if it's Marco or Laura that we, we trying to duck right now, but be careful with these hurricanes that's out. Getting slapped twice is no fun. And I'll talk to you next week.